Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio. I'm your co-host, Jacqueline Taylor-Adams, and we welcome the man of the hour, Mr. Jim Newsom. Hello, Jim. Uh, good evening, Jackie. How are you feeling? How's the weather treating you back there? Well, the weather's not too bad. It's been a comfortable couple of days. Well, you know, we got to lift our prayers up for these uh, uh, brothers and sisters in the Midwest. They had those uh, tornadoes and uh, the weather that came through there this weekend. Yes, yes, yes. We were blessed, but which the rain's supposed to start this way tomorrow, so just hopefully it'll be won't be so bad. But we do get some of that weather beginning tomorrow. And so, well, how is it on? about our, our our guest tonight? Yes, yes, yes. Ms. Rita Flores Moore, small business advocate, inspirational speaker, and just um, a dynamic woman. So I think Ms. Moore may be on the line, so I'm going to open up the line for the 804. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) We're doing great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to the call. All right. Great, great. Well, um, go ahead, Jim. You take it away. <laughs> we was impressed, uh, what was it, uh, last month, Jackie, when one of your associates yes. uh, uh, invited us on to the uh, uh, tech summit that you had there in the Virginia area. And we knew after that, and the way she bragged on you and talked about all the good work you're doing, in the uh, tri-state area, uh, Virginia, Maryland, uh, D.C., uh, we just had to have you on the show and and give you your kudos and to lift you up because you are what the Urban Tech Fair is all about. Our motto is discover Silicon Valley in our own backyard. There are thousands of people just like you working hard in our community every day, that's volunteering, right. doing good that we never hear about. So that's the purpose of the Urban Tech Fair is to lift up uh, community volunteers and advocates such as yourself. Thank you so much. I'm glad you did invite me. And you're right, there's so many people out there that have so many great ideas and are doing so many things for the community that you really don't hear about. But uh, I enjoy what I do. I'm glad I put together the Social Media Live Summit. And I am so grateful for LaDonna because she really had a lot to do with that. She put together just about everything. But she ran with my vision, and it turned out to be a, a very exciting event. Yes. Well, tell us about your, your vision. 
because uh, we're excited to hear it from the horse's mouth. LaDonna is a great cheerleader, but we're honored <laughs> and we're happy to have you on the air tonight. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay, well, um, I live in Richmond, Virginia, and I found uh, public access television in 2004. Now, public access is community programming on table, cable TV. It gives you the opportunity to write and produce and direct and even perform your own programs. So people who don't normally have access to television stations, you know, I'm talking about the CBS, ABC, people who don't normally have access to mass media find a powerful resource for local expression through the public access station, thing that you need for a television show. They provide you with not only a local channel that people do tune into. We have a, a we have access to over 300,000 people here locally, and uh, sometimes, and now especially with the live stream, you, you have access to just about anyone. But in our local station, you have the cameras, you have a staff, you have everything that you need to put together a cable television show. So when I discovered it in 2004, I started sharing with other people. If you have something, if you have, let's say, a nonprofit organization that you want people to know about, the best way to bring that forth is to use public access television. You have a television show where people see you doing what you do, where you can introduce what you're doing. You can introduce your nonprofit, or if you have a, a business that is for profit, you can't really sell on the air, but you can let people know this is available to you. So I just I decided that there were so many people that did not know anything about public access or didn't know that it was free and that you can take advantage of it, that I decided to just let people know and also invite them to take it beyond your local area and put it on Ustream and just so that anyone anywhere could know that you exist. That way all of our visions, our ideas, can be exposed. That's what that, I do. I share public access. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, you know, we often say on our Facebook page about the uh, products of the mind or the commerce of the future, those things that you can envision <laughs> and are, are, are see in your mind and manifest through technology and then market and sell with the click of, the, of a mouse. And video and storytelling is, is definitely a uh, 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 one of those products. Uh, uh, we commend you. Uh, we know that video is one of the, the number one application online. More people uh, watch video online than uh, uh, watch regular uh, uh, media, including radio and television. And so, you know, what you're doing is you're helping people become aware of, as you say, how they can tell their story, move their product, open up new markets, uh, economically and, and, and efficiently uh, by utilizing uh, uh, technology. Now, I know entertainment is Jackie's uh, uh, specialty, so I know Jackie wants to get in here with a question or two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I just, um, you know, I work with um, various artists. Just my, my goal is to use, you know, use the arts um, to, you know, change minds and to teach um, our people how to think, and especially spoken word is an excellent art form for that. But there's also conscious hip-hop and all, and one of my goals is just to make the everyday person aware that we have the opportunity to impact what we're listening to. Um, I think I just finished watching the interview with Reverend Sharpton and on Oprah, and it, you know, it talked about standards and where you know we where do we think it's okay? You know, our um, how our several generations have not heard songs like "I'm Black and I'm Proud." Say it again, but they hear, oh my gosh, it seems to be getting worse. So many songs I hear about what they are not. They're not just calling them hoes and bitches, but oh my gosh, what they're doing to them ramming up in them anally. I mean, these are in a regular song on the radio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what our young people are hearing and all, and we have take responsibility. We don't have to succumb to only what mainstream choose to give us. 
there are so many wonderful artists, right, again, right in your community, right around the corner. Um, and we have the ability, especially with, you know, social media and the Internet these days, we have the ability to impact by simply sharing. So, you know, one of the things we need to feel that we're worthy enough and it's okay and that we don't, our goal should not be to emulate, honestly, the oppressor. That's what we have a tendency to do. And I think we don't understand the impact. Um, 60% of the world popular music is by African Americans. So when we put out a lot of negativity, it impacts the whole world culture. And it's just in this vicious cycle, like Molly Cyrus twerking and all, like, you know, like, you know, like twerking is actually a good thing. And um, we just, you know, but I feel the arts, it, you know, can be very impactful if we learn how to be, you know, strategic and to um, just drive traffic and, and support, you know, um Art, whether it's visual images um, and music and um, spoken word, dance, whatever those things that um, that we would want to experience and want our children to experience, and those things that we would want to allow into our spirit. Now, Rita, the uh, Donna was saying that uh, as she was an educator, uh, that's how she got involved with technology. Tell us some of your background. What got you into film production? Well, my background is in communication. I, actually, I worked at, for a company that put up cell towers, and I designed cell towers. So that's okay. the type of thing I and that, and I I was able to meet so many people that were involved in communication in media communication because of my design for the cell towers. And it's through that that I was able to work with Comcast and find out about their community access station and just encourage people to take advantage of what's available to them. My background is in communication. So, okay. yeah, now I, I let people know. And, and I, I understand what you were talking about, Jacqueline, about what's on the air right now. We can't really dictate with community access what, what comes on the air. We're not allowed to do that. But the producers there really work very hard with people to understand that this is a 24-7 station, and we need to be very careful about what we put out there. If no one else is doing anything decent, let's try and keep our station decent. Let's do things that will motivate and encourage people to do things that will help them, that will advance us as a people also. Not at just any old garbage, because you can find that on any station. We need to be unique. We need to be different. Yes, and then I think the other second component that goes with that is a drive for support. You know, we need to watch it, because I think you always find a lot of pretty good programming on public affect stations, like here in Philadelphia. Um you, you know, that's a lot of times the places where you find a better programming, but it's not yeah. as promoted. Mm-hmm. So it's just important that, you know, as a community, we just have to commit to want better, to do better, right. but, to, you know, even want it. I, I want better, so therefore I'm going to seek it. And then when you find information, share it. That's what it's just so important. We have this advantage of technology to do this, but it's important that we change our conversations. You know, what are we talking about? You know, how are choosing children using it? And um, you, so we have the opportunity, if we can change our mindsets, we can definitely use the technology um, more to our advantage. And, again, um, like the work you do and, or, and what we're doing with the Urban Tech Fair, what we are doing is showing people it's actually there. You know, this is... Yeah. Going on in your community, or you know, these type of things happen. Black people invent this; they do that. They're not just you know um, football players, or they're not just a thug on a corner. They're not just this rapper that talks ignorant. You know, there are all types mm-hmm. of black people. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, once someone sees that, it automatically expands the mind. 
And so we don't, you know, people, they don't necessarily have to feel that they're um, in this tunnel vision. So I think it's, you know, really important that we get the word out, you know, that these um, opportunities exist. And when you're doing public access, you have to really be important to say, you know, when your show comes on because it's not like people can turn to that station and see it always listed. So it's important right. in the promotion that you give the right information so the person can go there and watch it, even if it's a range of time. Like sometimes you don't know exactly when it's going to come on, but, you know, you give them as much, you know, detailed information so that they know what to expect when it comes. And if we start doing that, we, you know, I think public access audiences are starting to grow. They are. They are starting to grow. More and more people are realizing that it's available anywhere. At any city, every city has a public access station. It's something that they have to have. And normally it's the same people taking advantage of it because the word hasn't gotten out. This is free for anyone. So that's another thing I'm trying to do, just get the word out to everyone that you can go to contact your local access station and ask for time. And then produce the people involved with your with your whatever it is that you're interested in, and produce a program, put together something that will let the people know what you have to offer. Now, now oh. um, uh, yeah, we did, have you had a chance to uh, uh, review the uh, Urban Tech Fair site? Uh, how do you think that's going to relate in uh, your area? Is it a service that's uh, needed up in the Maryland, Virginia area? Do you, are there uh, enough uh, community uh, uh, programs such as yourself to support it? I believe they are. And uh, I already spoke with LaDon about uh, getting together and just doing something along with the getting involved with the Urban Tech Fair. I, I think, yes, it is something that we can work with, something that we can produce a show about and uh, just let people know about the Urban Tech Fair get involved. Yes, we, we are interested and Lazan and I have been talking about it. It's just something else that we're adding to to what we're doing. We're going to grow and, and let people know what's out there. Yeah, well, I, we I have a number of uh, uh, advocates in the uh, uh, D.C. area and we'd be glad to uh, introduce them to you. Uh, as, as you're probably aware, we've been promoting the uh, show on, on the site and we'll continue to uh, uh, promote the archives because uh, these shows are archived and available on YouTube. So just for those listeners that may be listening uh, after the fact, how would someone go about uh, reaching you or finding out about your company or services? Right now, the the best way to reach us is on Facebook because we are updating. So much has happened that we're updating our website, and I don't think they should go to the website right now until it's complete. But on Facebook, we have the Public Access Producers Association have a Facebook page, Papa. It's the Public Access Producers Association. They can go on Facebook and go to our page and find out what we're doing. And also on my page, Rita Moore Speaks, uh, I will be adding information about what we will be doing. We'll incorporate everything. We're working together with the Public Access Producers Association to just get the media rolling, get, get, get things going so that people will know that uh, video communication is what, what we need now. That's what everyone's watching videos. I've even joined this organization called Fusion, um, which is com, where people use video emails and video newsletters. Videos is what we need to do. We're using public access. We're using the Internet. We're using everything we can, and now we're going to join the, uh, the digital drum. <laughs> well, we are, we are so excited because one of the uh, first things that we bring to a city when we do an urban tech fair is a video contest. We ask people to take their uh, cell phones, handicaps, or whatever type of uh, uh, digital device they have and create a short two- to three-minute video on what technology is in their community. And the best video will win a, uh, an iPad or a, a mobile device. So we are uh, looking for people with skills like yours who have resources and are willing to step out and help those that are trying to uh, create new content using uh, uh, new media devices and the Internet uh, because we think, as you just said, that that is the future and uh, uh, that is going to be a viable skill set for uh, the 21st century. 
Yes, we have so yeah. many creative people. Once we let them know that uh, they can create their own video and get a prize and get their video viewed by hundreds and thousands of people, oh, yes, the urban texture would, would really work here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um, real quick, Don, I just want to go back and we're going to come back up. Um, I'm trying to type everything you were saying. So the um, it's called the Public Access Producers Association. Producers Public Association. Access Producers Association. Our acronym is PAPA, P-A-P-A. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And it can be found on Facebook, correct? Yes. That's All the right. only way right now we're working on sites. We're working on a video site, actually. Um, really? We'll be, yeah, we'll be streaming the videos, we'll be streaming the shows, and we'll have spaces for ads. We're really working on a fabulous site, and I wish it was ready, but since it's not, I'm, I'm not, I won't talk too much about it. The best way to reach us now is yeah. on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Well, tell us you know, a little I bit like more to... about the uh, association. How many members is it? Is it just on the East Coast, or is it a national association? No, it's just local. It's, it's just the, the Richmond chapter. But that's all we have because we decided to get together and take public access seriously. So we formed an organization called the Public Access Producers Association, and we have maybe 12 committed members. It's not a major association, but it's about 12 people who have used public access to their advantage, who see the benefits of public access, and want to take it serious, seriously. It's because before we got together, People were just putting anything on the air. Um, they would have a 6 o'clock show. They would show up at 6.15, and we'd have dead air for 15 minutes. They weren't mm. taking it seriously. So we decided to organize, get it together, let people really understand that this is a serious station, and uh, it's changed so many things. So we're local, and we will be expanding, but it's still brand new. Yes. Yeah, you were about Sounds to say something, Jackie? Oh, um... I just wanted to um, to share with you. You may want to check with one of our members, Anthony Stewart. Um, you can visit his website. It's the Independent Video Channel TV dot net. It's ivctv dot net. ivctv dot net. He built that from scratch. He's one about, he really teaches people that they can do anything. He does tutorials on everything from Photoshop, any type of software there is. He has, he even has, he has free tutorials on those things. He created the first ebook for um, Miseducation of the Negro, Stolen Legacies. He's just an all-around entrepreneur, but he actually built he takes video, but he built a video website, and I've been to MTV, all of them. None of them compare to his. Wow. The quality is, it just it looks good. It's so good. And, you know, he has ads with a, you know, display on the side in the middle. He has a great video player um, playlist, and, it, you know, it's very contained within. You don't have to page down. So within, okay, it you looks know, like one the site look. that's being created for me. I, I'm sorry, I, I logged on because I, I was curious to see this, and I will yes. pay more attention to it. But, yes, I see. All right, Anthony, okay. Yeah, Anthony Stewart. He's also a member of the Urban Tech Fear. But, um, Is he local? Yeah. Is he no, local? He's in the DMV area? No, he's in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah, but with the Internet, you know, you connect and just, you know, it may be great ideas and all, but, um, you know, I still watch a lot of great video sites. Um, I find very few of them that look that well. And and like I said, even including, um, you know, the TVs. But um, you are so correct as far as, you know, video marketing, you know, Video right now is everything, and they're we're like it's the way for business. Video is the big things, and we do need to get aboard. Mm-hmm. And um, I think with a contest in Richmond, not just would be shown all over on the internet, but that you guys would showcase those videos on public access station would exactly. be really great. And that's a model we can actually implement, you know, throughout. Um, one of the things about the Urban Tech Fair, yeah, well, yeah, um, well, implement, yeah, d- duplicate, 
um, provide a structure for that could be duplicated as, you know, with part of the urban tech fair since these public access stations are in each city because we yeah. do do workshops and seminars as part of the urban tech fair. So there is a virtual expo and an on-the-ground. So also, too, there's opportunities to present and teach so people learn how, you know, what, you know, at least the general steps they need to go to to access the public access stations in their area and um, and maybe to show how effective it was to form an organization because I think that happened a few times. They formed one um, in Philadelphia. It came a different name, but I think that was one of the big things is to, create a site, as you stated, that you could go to and watch videos of the various shows and to organize. And um, people may, um, you know, different areas and all may need to know, like, those things are possible and see how other people did it and, and are doing it and different things that they can do. Take it seriously, yes. Yes, I... I uh... The, the Social Media Life Summit was one of the things that I, I was hoping we could grow by getting other cities involved and so that we won't only broadcast local speakers, we can broadcast speakers from other local stations. And I'm hoping that that would grow. But like I said, we're just beginning, but we mm-hmm. do have a vision there. Oh, definitely. Well, as a member of the... Uh Urban Tech area, our resources or your resources, as Jackie has emphasized uh, throughout this interview, we believe in uh, sharing the knowledge, uh, working together, and that technology can bring our communities uh, not only help us uh, uh, improve our culturally, but financially. Uh, we can open up new markets, generate no, new sources of revenue. And by using utilizing technology and free services such as public access that are available every day in our community. Now, I, I would imagine, Rita, that uh, as you mentioned earlier, the studios are fully equipped uh, with a, uh, production equipment and uh, cameras, lights, mixers, and, and so forth. But I'm sure that you have some type of orientation class or program to improve their uh, the beginner skills? Well, yes. Anyone who comes, we're always looking for volunteers. And anyone who comes to the station to volunteer would have to go through our training class. And we do have classes where we teach you how to work the camera. We teach you how to work the controls. And uh, we, we also teach you how to put together programming to produce a great show. Now, right now, we have more college students than anything else. Not too many people from the community come in, but you have mass communication students from the local colleges that come in and train at our studio. So, yes, we do have training classes. They're, they're ongoing. Um, sometimes it gets to be a one-on-one thing rather than a large class that take, takes a few weeks. We know what day someone will be there, and we'll make sure that someone is there to train them and work with them until they're free to work on their own. But, yes. Anyone that comes to work in that studio must be trained before they're left to handle anything in the studio. Well, I'm seeing that training is a great resource for the uh, uh, community there in Richmond. Yes, yes, it is a training. But it's unbelievably not too many people are taking advantage of it. Many people want a show, but they don't want to dedicate their time. They don't really want to learn about how it's done. They just want mm-hmm. the free air time. But what we're trying to do is get everyone involved and help them to understand that this wouldn't be here if we weren't working together. So we, we, we teach we teach people how to work together. We teach people how to work the controls in the studio. And we teach them to be creative and to look at the future, look at what could be if they were to take things more seriously. I think it's, a, it's an excellent idea and and it's you know, it's just an excellent idea. And sometimes people don't understand the value. And that's one thing too, to because um, the students are taking advantage of it because they're in, into education. But there's great value, and um, if they understand also the um, value that adds to your experience if you're doing something outside of that, what that would add to your could add to your paycheck. Right. Sometimes, exactly. when yeah, when I when we have people, I have people volunteer or intern. You know, one I'm, I'm 
make sure that I, I teach them skills that can be applied in other atmospheres and the, and show them the value of that skill. When Okay, you're learning it here, but now you go to apply and you put that on your resume. This is what value this can add to your paycheck. This is what position this can place you in. So um, I just think it's, an, you know, an all-around, it's not just public access, but, you know, your training. Um, and you're creating a, a really quality station, which, you right. know, a lot of public access stations, they're like different, they're good shows, but as you st- it's all separate. You know, right. Jane does her show here, Mary does her show here, and, you know, nothing. a lot of things aren't really cross-promoted or anything, and it's just, you know, all kind of separate. So I think, you know, that's a really great thing. Um, Rita, tell us a little bit more about yourself, because Rita Moore speaks, you're an inspirational and international speaker, and then you, you threw in there, I designed cell towers, but what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I no longer design cell towers, I stopped doing that in 2008, but I did design cell towers, but, and, and every tower that I designed is still working. Cell towers, well, I, well, we won't go into cell towers, but with the communication, yes. with the public speaking. <laughs> I uh, I joined Toastmasters in 2000, in November of 2000, and I truly found myself when I joined Toastmasters. Uh, I enjoyed public speaking and didn't even know that I would enjoy that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed writing speeches. I learned so much through the Toastmasters program that I highly recommend it to anyone who has a fear of public speaking, or who would like to grow their public speaking skills. Now, after joining Toastmasters, I attended a conference about three years into Toastmasters, and I found that it is actually the most diverse organization that I have ever been a part of. And they have annual contests, speaking contests. I decided to join up to compete in 2004. I have now won seven district championships. And oh! Right. <laughs> and I have made it to the semifinals three times. One of the times I made it to second place in the semifinals. Had I won the semifinal, I would have gone on to the top ten. So I made it to the top 33 Toastmasters in 2007. And the, the top ten is the top ten of 300,000 contestants. I, I want you That's to know that. That's a big well. pool. It that is. is an and impressive number. It mm-hmm. is. And I, I came up with number 33 of 300,000 contestants. And I decided uh, I was dedicating so much time to writing speeches, and I have so many stories to tell. I decided to go beyond just competing and start a, a career as an inspirational speaker. And that's what I've been doing. And because I've been doing well, I've been getting some work, and of course, I've been promoting myself on public access, and because of that, uh, I'm now at this point where I'm traveling and I'm doing more speaking in different areas, and I thought the skills that I have and the skills that I've gained and used, I can now share with others, and that's how I came up with Read More Speakers. Um, I'm willing to now, train and show others how to do what I do. Now, Rita, if if I understand, the focus of your uh, your lectures or your talks are on uh, small business. They're on small business. How you can take your vision and run with it. How to really, and of course, I connect it all to television because I really do believe you have to market yourself with video. And you start by writing and putting together something that would be able to explain to others what you do, why you do it, what benefit it would be to them. If you can put together a program that can explain that, you can market anywhere. You can take what you put together and turn it into a speech, turn it into a presentation. And and then whatever it is that you do, whatever small business you come up with, you're better able to present it to others. Well, now, you know we're at the uh, Urban Tech Fair with our collaborative uh, and our focus on access, education, and most importantly, commerce. We will be doing uh, workshops and uh, programs uh, to create small businesses and to make people aware or uh, to begin to look with an entrepreneurial eye towards their community and the services that are needed and, and products that they can bring to the market. 
uh, relative to that, are you familiar with uh, Startup America? Startup America? No. No, I'm not. Uh, It's a federally funded program where they come into a town like yours, and in 56 hours, they take it from an idea to a business. It's called Startup America. Their focus is to create more startups uh, here in the United States as part of Obama's broadband initiative. Okay, now do they have a website? Yes, startupamerica.com, I believe it is. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Now, I say that to simply say that the Urban Tech Fair brings that component, that flavor in terms of entrepreneurship. We'll be having different hackathons and challenges, and we would love to have someone like yourself to uh, speak to the community about the uh, uh, necessary procedures, mindset, uh, uh, self-discipline that's needed to uh, uh, go from uh, an employee to an employer. Okay, I I would love to be involved in that. I'll I'll have to communicate with you and get more information on that and how we can can work that in. Well, um, what we would do since you you and LaDonna have so graciously decided to be city leaders, you know, I will actually (laughs) send you out a city leader packet which will show you how the Urban Tech Fair, you know, breaks down, you know, how you form your organizing committee. And um, it actually manifests as a 30-day cloud and ground experience. And that's, you know, that's the full manifestation of it. So um, this way you'll have the information you need to help you plan. Like we, you know, we provide an infrastructure, and then each city customizes it and, you know, fills in as to, you know, those things that are relevant, you know, to their area. And, and let, let me interrupt here real quick, Jackie, if you don't mind, because when you talk about infrastructure, it's similar to uh, uh, Reader's Vision, uh, what she was attempting with the uh, uh, Digital Summit that she produced in Virginia, because we have people from all across the country, uh, Mike Green, uh, uh, Jackie could probably run down the list uh, faster and quicker than I can, of experts in the industry that would be willing to support, uh, do webcasts, uh, 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 texts, and and be a part of the events that you're doing there in Richmond. So I just okay. want to kind of talk to uh, yeah, yeah, a similar yeah. vision yeah. to to what Rita's trying to do with her, her global tech summits. Yeah, well, uh, it's called the social summit. media live. Um, the social yeah, that media. That was our first attempt, and we do plan to do it more, was and we want to make it bigger. Yeah, well, you know, this is what's great about the Urban Tech Fair. You can, you can integrate a lot of things that you're already doing. So part of what we do, um, as you said, is a virtual expo. We do a, a three-day virtual expo. So with through the virtual expo is one way you can definitely access all the speakers. So you can, you know, schedule people or um and the various, you know, you'll get a list of all the different topics that people are willing to speak on and, So you can, you know, pull down these great professionals because it's being done virtually. So it's not necessarily everyone has to come into town. But we also, you also put on a seven-day on-the-ground expo, and these people are still available to come out. So you know, we are blessed with a great pool of people to. um, And, And one of our objectives is to discover great people in your community. You don't always have to go out of state uh, to get uh, uh, experts and, and knowledgeable uh, community-minded people involved in in your area. We believe they exist all around you. That's what I want to do. That's that's our goal to get get to keep the local people involved in doing something to just make the community better. Right, because you know it's it's love for community that lifts us up not only economically from a business perspective, but just from uh, the quality of life in terms of having uh, uh, restaurants or cleaners or parks or, or art art shows, art, art walks and, and street performers and just a, a family-friendly atmosphere, clean streets, uh, safe schools and jobs in our community. Right, very good. Now, Jackie, you said you had a packet? A packet yes, that, we have a that, that urban tech starter guide. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So is I that something that I think that's still there. She's usually working double duty 
uh, typing on, on social media and putting links as she's oh. doing the show. So if she doesn't answer, she might be typing or distracted. Oh, <laughs> but yes, okay. We do have a city leader's guide that goes through all the different aspects of uh, uh, urban tech fair and step-by-step uh, uh, advice and strategy and creating one in your city because ours is a movement of the people. We don't believe we have all the answers to the ills uh, of our community, but we believe that people like yourself, they're working in the trenches every day, do. All right, I, I understand that. I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm really excited because this is just taking me closer or, or just lifting my vision a little higher because uh, I, well, I know that it's, yeah. Go ahead. Your, vi- your vision is a communal vision. Your vision is similar to ours in terms of uh, changing our image in the media, in okay. terms of making services more available to our community, in terms of uh, expanding our voice. And uh, I often say when I'm doing uh, startup uh, workshops and panels, I tell people that, you know, don't fall in love with your idea because your idea is not unique. It's about who can execute. And uh, from from that perspective, we believe with a little bit of encouragement and, and and mentorship and communal support, everybody can execute. And that's true. And that's true. And we're here to to give that support. We're here it, to it, help. It's, and it's a big world, and there's room enough for all of us. We don't have to fight against each other. It's not a, a mine or yours. It's an our situation. Uh, a model. A statement that I like to say often is in the spirit of Ubuntu, the old African proverb, we are because of all of you. And it's the same thing in our community. It takes a village. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I'm so glad that um, I'm, I'm finding out more about the Urban Tech Friend that Donna introduced to me, and I'm really excited about that. And that's all of this is coming about because we just made that first move to just do something. And you just never it know what you'll find. It takes one step. Just one little step can lead to a lot of big things. Yes. And we're noticing that, we're finding that, and we're going to keep taking those steps. <laughs> yes, and so pulling others with us. Uh, relative to uh, the Richmond, Virginia area, I'm not that familiar with the East Coast. How far out of you? I think you're less than an hour out of... Uh, uh, D.C., am I correct? I am about an hour from D.C. in good traffic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the DMV area, I'm about an hour from D.C., and uh, Maryland, D.C., Maryland, is all the same. Most of the areas in Maryland that I need to go to, I can get to with under two hours. So it's, it's all, yeah, local. Good, because like I said, uh, we have uh, a couple of members in the D.C. area uh, Perry Carter, who's the president of the uh, D.C. chapter of the BDPA, which is our uh, fiduciary agent. Uh, they're the largest uh, uh, and oldest uh, black technical organization in the country, founded in 1978, I believe, uh, promoting technology. In fact, their name uh, demonstrates how old they are, uh, data processors. Now everything, everybody's a data processor. <laughs> yes. So we, we would love to introduce you to them. The Urban Tech Fair is about collaboration. That's the key to uh, Silicon Valley, is being able to come together, share information, collaborate, and focus in on a singular project, and then execute as a group. Uh, to create uh, uh, new uh, new products, new services, new goods. So you know we believe in uh, collaborating and working together uh, across uh, uh, cultures, social economical situations, across uh, uh, traditional barriers. That we can all agree on uh, on some basic things, and that we can work on those things that we agree on instead of those things that uh, that divide us. And in that regard, we've reached out and have established relationships with all your uh, uh, legacy uh, social service organizations, the Urban Tech Fair, I mean, I'm sorry, the Urban League, the NAACP, uh, with all your uh, uh, minority tech organizations, the BDPA, Blacks in Gaming, Blacks in Technology, Black Engineers, 
uh, we're reaching out to the colleges. Uh, what are the requirements of an urban tech fair is that you must have a, a, a local college university involved because we believe, especially on the community college level, that that is just such an underutilized resource that exists in the hearts of all our communities. Very good. So the, one of the requirements you say is that we have a college involved. Yes. Uh, but the, Okay, that, that's wonderful. We have plenty of college students at the studio, and I'm sure that we can get a college or, or two involved in the Urban Tech Fair. Yes, it's a, it's a great resource. I mean, the cost of, uh, like you're talking about, the the cost of entry being lowered by public access to allow people to get in and, and practice their skill or art as a, a, a filmmaker or, or, or a movie producer. It's the same thing with uh, uh, education. I mean, the, the cost of education in terms of vocational uh, skills uh, is so low through the community college system in, in most most cities in this country. Okay, we have a caller on the line right now. So I'm going to open up the line. There's a caller from the 804. Hello. How are you doing? Good evening, Jackie and Jim and Rita. This is LaDonna Jacy calling in oh. from Richmond, Virginia this evening. <laughs> How are you doing, LaDonna? Hello. I'm doing really well. I am really loving... We were telling Rita that... You were her best cheerleader uh, a week before last on the show. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm loving this interview. And, um, I mean, really, I just really believe the urban tech fair can be a game changer uh, for so many people, and especially for my young people. So I am, I am excited about... Um, what we are going to do and how we can um, work together. But also, as I was listening, because Rita has such a rich heritage, um, and I was trying to prompt her to share more of, you know, how she came to be in Richmond um, (laughs) through her life story um, from uh, Honduras. The uh, Brooklyn, okay. New York to Richmond. So um, I was hoping she would share, you know, some of that. She has such a rich heritage. Yes, and, yes, uh, Rita. We we would love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, Madonna. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the things that I that I just well, I, I was born in Honduras, Central America. I was born in a mud hut with a grass top in a fishing village called San Antonio. <laughs> right and. And uh, my father was a, a what they called a merchant marine. He worked on cruise ships. And uh, so he brought my mother and the children to New York City, and I was raised in New York City. And as a Toastmaster, as I started writing more and more stories, I realized just how rich my heritage was because most of my stories come from things that I learned along the way from my ancestors, from my grandmother, my great-grandmother. I knew them, and I, I lived on the island, and I remember the way we lived off the land. And I, I feel that uh, I, I was able to see growing up what you can do when you all work together, when you're all on one accord, when you all want the same thing, when you're all reaching for the same goal. And that's what I put into my inspirational speeches. It can be done as long as you all communicate and stay on one accord. So my, my heritage is basically that we were born, that I was born in Honduras, in a village that um, where everyone, it really does, when, I, when people say it takes a village, I know exactly what they mean because everybody's your mom, everybody's your dad. The respect is, is, is expected. Um, we, we had a system where we would bless every adult that passed us by. We, we would put our hands together and bow our heads and, I just don't see children being raised that way. When I see a child um, answering back to parents or saying something that's being disrespectful towards an adult, I just can't imagine that happening in our village. And I'm trying to bring what I learned growing up to the people locally because I feel a lot of us just don't know. You only know what you've been taught. And uh, if there's a way that we can put 
programming together, if there's a way that we can put businesses together that will teach people how to work together to understand each other and to reach a successful goal, I just feel that it would be, it's like, you know, it's corny when I hear people talk about holding hands together and everyone praying and singing Kumbaya. It sounds kind of corny. But you can really teach people how to do better if you just explain to them and I have found that many people don't know. They don't do because they don't know. So when LaDonna talks about my heritage, she's thinking about the fact that I'm always putting together speeches about what I've learned growing up. Well, we're going to have to have you back on to give us some uh, more detail about uh, uh, our little synopsis of some of your speeches because uh LaDonna is, is, is very impressed, and, and I am impressed uh, just basically with the interview. You know, you, you're, you're so on topic. Uh, uh, you, 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 I can feel your spirit through the phone, and I'm sure that our listeners will as well because uh, uh, you epitomize what we're talking about when we say discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. There's so many great people doing fantastic things with little or no resources, and we commend you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I just have a dream. I have a vision. I I even envision um, students uh, traveling, going abroad, and finding out how other countries, how they really live, and and, uh, learning other languages. I think everyone should learn a second language. Um, All of these things are important. Technical is important, but there's other basic basic educational things that really need to to be put into place. Well, uh, let me give you fair warning. Uh, I often say that uh, uh, learning uh, uh, computer code, uh, such as HTML5 or Ruby or some of those other codes, is like learning a language. So I say instead of a a verbal language, learn a coding language. (laughs) I I agree with you. I won't complain about that. That's not what I meant, but I know that anyone who knows code, oh, my goodness, I wish I'd thought about that 20 years ago or 30 years ago, actually, when I was in school. Well, I often say to, you know, people of, uh, of let me say, uh, our generation, and I'm in the uh, baby boomer class, is as we begin to retire with all this knowledge and experience from 30 years on the job, we now have the time to go learn a code and ex- experiment with this uh, uh, new media. There are so many sites that we put online that teach you how to code for free, and it's just a matter of time. If you have the time, and I mean, as long as you're alive, you're learning, in my opinion, or should be learning new sure. skills and, and, and new experiences. Uh, you could learn how to code in less than 90 days and begin to create your own uh, mobile apps, video games, e-books, and, the, and other type of digital products. So we encourage everybody at all ages, not just youngsters, but everybody should learn to code. I agree. You just encourage me. Maybe I'll go find one of those websites that teaches you for free. Well, yeah, or you, if you go to the Academy. Urban Tech Fair, if you go to urbantechfair.org and you click on Digital Drummer and on that menu you see our blog, there lists um, 10 um, schools that um, – that provide free tech training. Oh, I never noticed that when I went to the site. Okay, I will do that, Jackie. I will do that. Yeah. Thank you for the yeah, information. We, we, we try to be a resource to the community because, you know, as a national organization, we get so much input and from so many people uh, doing things from uh, Seattle to uh, uh, Miami, from uh, 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 Virginia to San Diego. So we try to share the information so that people can network and work together outside of the uh, of our entity because we are just an event, as Jackie see, 30 days on on the ground and in the clouds, but you are 24-7 in the trenches. So our purpose is to provide resources and to make aware and uh, community aware of your, your program and provide resources that support uh, your vision. Okay. Thank you. Yes, well, we're excited. We're excited to have Richmond aboard. So, everybody, we have Richmond, Virginia aboard for the Urban Tech Fair. Yes, and we have some exciting things coming up in 2014. So, um, 
and definitely, um, I would like to con- uh, connect with you, Rita and Ladonna. We're going to do a program. The art and tech team is going to do it, but we're also going to use it as a kickoff for our membership drive. Um, and it's called the Other Side of Hip Hop, where we highlight women um, in hip hop and conscious hip hop. Um, again, we were saying uh, we actually wanted to do it in November, which is um, National Hip Hop History Month. But there's so much information around hip hop and so many misinformation around it that as mm-hmm. far as how it started, but the purpose, you know, it was started with African Bombada who actually emulated after the um Zulu Nation and is actually guided around principles of love. And after mm-hmm. that, you know, he said he, while he was 15, he watched it on TV, ran outside and told the gang, we shouldn't be fighting one another. We're not supposed to fight one another and all. So they, you know, ran around kind of acting out like the Zulu Nation and all. And then they came up with the things to battle each other instead of fighting battling to do the DJing and the art and the dance. That that was their way of when they had a problem. They battled it out through those art forms. And it's actually five elements, and if you, you know, KRS-One is like the teacher. And, I mean, they're, you know, it was built around love and knowledge and self-knowledge, and you know, it was just totally built around something different than what it became, when again, when we lost, we allowed other people to take hold of our culture. So, um, you know, so just like, you know, getting back to the history and understanding it, and just some great artists that are already out here. And women, there's some phenomenal women, but still very few women get the recognition. So we wanted to do that, and but we wanted to do it as a um, as a global webinar because one of the women is in Germany. We have a woman in Las Vegas. We have a woman in New York. KRS-One, depending on where they are, they're either where Jim is out in L.A. or they're in New York. So... To connect, since everyone is all over, we actually wanted to do as a global interview style. So we're think, you know, we're really excited about this because it's bringing a video and everything in. And we just got two wonderful, one videographer and one filmmaker aboard to help with the project. And the filmmaker was one of the starters of Deaf Comedy Jam. He did the first seven season, and then out in the Bay Area started the Black Comedy Competition, which every major comedian has been a part of. And it's another thing to show. It started as a comedy competition, and now it's a big, huge conference. I mean, I mean, from Nick wow. King and every major, and they do workshops, and they do all of these various things, but everybody has come out of there. And it's like the place to be, and it's several years later. So we just have some wonderful people actually aboard. And, Jack, um, uh, yeah. we're, we're coming up on 8 o'clock, so um, I wanted to uh, give uh, Rita a chance again to uh, put her Facebook site out there and her contact information. And if you'd like to close to uh, have the uh, the final say. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, the, my contact information right now is just on Facebook, Public Access Producers Association, or on Facebook, Rita Moore Speaks. And as our website is developed, and once it's complete, I will put all of the information on those pages. And we, we respond to any inquiries that we have. If you want to find out more about public access, just Google your local public access station. Thank yeah. you for having me. Right. And I just want to share with everyone if they if you go to Facebook and you put in Public Access Producers Association, just click on whatever search they give you, and you will be able to find um, the Facebook page. And for Rita Moore Speaks, that's facebook.com forward slash Rita, R-I-T-A, Moore, M-O-O-R-E, Speaks, Rita Moore Speaks, and you'll be able to find her there. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, spending this hour with us and informing us about uh, public access. We look forward to having you back on the show and to have an update. And we look, I look forward to meeting you when we get ready yeah. to do the Urban Tech Fair in the Virginia area. And we will be working on that. 
in the meantime, thank you again, and, and thank all our listeners. And for more information about the Urban Tech Fair, simply go to www.urbantechfair.org. That's www.urbantechfair.org. And discover Silicon Valley in your own backyard. Okay, Rita, you have 30 seconds in the whole world listening. What wisdom would you like to share? Go out there, find your voice. Thank you and goodbye. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com.